hope they don't find as much rain where they're going as we've had here. <laughs> Please join me in prayer. Gracious God, we want to listen. Please speak. We want to see. Please reveal. We want to know. Please be near. Amen. Our gospel reading for this morning comes from the book of John, chapter 16, verses 12 through 15. And as I said before, please continue to watch the screen during Adam's message. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will, be, he will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. These are the words from the Lord. So this week we're wrapping up all of the different sort of this holy story. It was after Easter taking all of these thoughts about the resurrection, all the big celebration of Easter, and what do we do with it? What's the point of living an Easter story after Easter? So this is our final one, and it's this culminating moment to say, well, we've talked about how it operates in different ways. We looked at Acts early Christians who are trying to figure out what does it mean to live with Jesus. And so now as we depart and we head towards ordinary time, which sounds really boring, but really is this time of fruitful growth of summer. As we figure out what is it like to live with Jesus and to walk in this path week after week after week, with our eyes potentially heading towards Advent, reminding ourselves again, that Jesus will come into this world, so what do we do with it? Of course, today's Father's Day, and I remember before I was a dad, and been all that long ago, and I was convinced that there were certain ways that I would do things as a dad. I would not ever be the father who would shove his phone front of his child when it was time to eat because my children would be more well-behaved. And I would have been the parent that would have said, we don't need TV. We, we've got all sorts of toys. We've got all sorts of things. Let's do that together, right? Oh, my children will always remember to put on their underwear. Oh, my children will always be perfectly behaved. They'll always eat all their food, always do everything. But the truth is, of course, I was a better parent before I became one. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the only one, apparently, who was a better parent before I became one. And over time, I realized that some of the things that I was so concerned about, I was so uptight about, weren't really that worth being uptight about, Right? It's okay every once in a while for the kids to play Pokemon Go together. It's okay that they watch PBS Kids. 
Maybe not too much. It's cool that they have tantrums every once in a while because, gosh, we all have tantrums every once in a while. It's just we might do a better job making it okay. Um, But, of course, you couldn't have told me that stuff back then, right? None of us hear that. Now, I was going to be the ideal parent in my ideal and in my idealized way. I always tell this joke that one of my favorite things to do with my doughy-eyed friends who haven't had kids yet is they ask me, what is it like to be a dad? And I say, well, I've got to be honest with you, it is the best and worst thing that ever happened to me all at the same time. And anybody who's a parent starts giggling a little bit because they know that that's the truth. And I love watching the slight bit of offense for all the folks without kids. Like, What? Yeah, this is not easy. But yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't have told me that back then. And it probably would not have mattered, right? Because even if you would have told me, like, Adam, it's cool to, like, use the TV every once in a while. Adam, it's okay when, like, you've had enough of those kids and you can put them down and they'll watch Daniel Tiger for a half hour and you can go, like, I don't know, pass out in the office. Like, that's cool, I would have said, no, like, I'm supposed to be better. I couldn't have heard that message. I I wouldn't have been able to understand it the way that I do now. Now, parenthood's a good example of that, but, gosh, there's all sorts of thresholds that we cross over, right? And I think that in John today, chapter 16, verse 12, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Is a little like that. Bear feels like such a strange word. This whole week as I was working on trying to figure out this sermon, I kept going back to this word. There are things that you cannot bear right now. Makes me feel like Jesus is being a little smug, right? Like, oh, yeah, there are things. It's like hipster Jesus. Like, I'm too cool. I know some things you don't. Just don't worry about it, right? It's like one of those you-can't-handle-the-truth moments in John. And that just didn't sit well with me. Because remember, at this point, and we, we, we looked at this time, this 14 through 16 last week, this is Jesus kind of given the final message before he goes off and is put on the cross. So this is like the final, like, get-up-and-go message to the disciples. And so for, you, for Jesus to say, yeah, listen, you just... Just don't worry about it. There's stuff you just don't need to know. So usually when that happens, I start to dig more into the text, and I try to learn what that word And The word there that we translate as bear doesn't quite fit that negative connotation that it's so easy to give it, right? As if it's an issue of weakness, that we're not good enough. No, most of the time in the New Testament, that word is translated for things like tolerating, putting up with carrying, or holding. So it seems less about some sort of internal defect as if the disciples, and perhaps by extension we are not capable of understanding certain things, but instead it may be more about the experience that one has to go through. You can't bear these things. You can't tolerate these things. You can't put these things on your shoulders because perhaps you haven't walked through the experience yet. When I saw Abraham for the first time, this was 
like four or five days after he was born. He was born seven weeks early, and so we were in the NICU together, and this is one of the first times I had to, um, I got to bottle feed him. I knew I had crossed over some kind of path. I knew from the moment that I saw him that I was going to be a little different. And certainly, when I was in the NICU, which is a unique experience, if any of you have ever experienced being in the NICU with a child, you'll know that that experience shapes you as well. You're a little different. I can bear the story of the NICU in a way that I couldn't before. And then, of course, when Frankie was born... First time Abe and Frankie got to meet each other in Texas. I knew I was a little different still. I could bear a certain set of things that I couldn't before. I was different because I understood things differently. And please, if you are someone who has not had children, this is just one example, but there are many, many others. If you've ever been married, it's different. And you can't explain that to somebody who might not have been married, but when you say, I do, the threshold changes a little bit. I also try to explain to folks, even being ordained, being in this position and having done it for a year, I was a different person on July 1st than I was on June 29th. Something changed in me. We all go through so many threshold moments in our lives. And we're different because of them. Isn't that faith? Isn't that the heart of the Holy Spirit? And what the Holy Spirit does? As John says here, to be our guide as we walk through paths without Jesus, but to know what he calls us to. It turns out that no matter who you are, what experiences you have had, the Spirit will invite you to walk through a different path. There are certain things that today you might not be able to bear now, but the experience and the Spirit guiding you will change you. Just in the same way that being a dad has changed me. And I'm sure any of you who are fathers or mothers or who have been surrogates or who have cared for people know that on the other side of certain experiences, you are a different person. The Spirit changes you. And it seems really appropriate that on the Sunday before Vacation Bible School and the Sunday that we commission work camp, that we are talking about this exact kind of thing. There will be children that will walk in here tomorrow and will begin to bear new things that they have never been able to bear before. They will be different this week because of Vacation Bible School, because of the gift of this community. This community. 
And I pray for all of us that are going to go on work camp the week after that we are different people than when we left because we were willing to open ourselves up to what the Holy Spirit could teach us. There may be a certain person in Uniontown, PA, that is gearing up to be the person that we couldn't have bore the week before. And I pray that the Holy Spirit guides us and helps us know what we must hear. But we should all keep in mind that what we bear is not a function of age, is not a function of our position in life, but of particular experiences. And I am convinced after getting to know them that there are certain things that our youth and our children are able to bear that we cannot. There are certain places that the Holy Spirit have guided our youth and they can tell us better stories than what we can tell. And it would do us all well at times to listen to the way that the Holy Spirit has guided each of them. Because I don't think that the learning and the bearing of the Holy Spirit, like Jesus is talking about here, ends at a particular point. This holy story always goes forward. This holy story, resurrection, life coming from death, never stops, thanks be to God. There will always be some new place where you're like, I am just not able to bear this. And where might the Spirit be guiding you? Where might the Spirit be speaking for God the Father and God the Son? In your life. Maybe some of you were not happy with the sermon last week. That's okay. Maybe you have not been happy with a sermon here or there. Maybe you're not happy with something. That's good because maybe there's the moment that the Spirit is going to show you something that you may now be able to bear. Those times that angst and frustration well up in me, I want better to look at them and say, maybe here's where the Holy Spirit's going to push me and guide me. This guide is not going to leave us. We're not alone. And we are better people because of the things that we can now bear that what we could not before. So maybe these next two weeks are good weeks to think about this. We have vacation Bible school next week. We have work camp. Where are the places in your life that you think about it and you're like, I just... Man, 1612 speaks to me because, gosh, there are certain things, Jesus, that I can't bear right now. There are certain events, certain people, certain situations that I cannot bear. 
and I invite you to pray to God, Father, Son, and Spirit to say, guide me, lead me along life's narrow way so that I may not stray. Friends, the Spirit is here. There are things that we cannot bear, but the Spirit can. Thanks be to God that we never, ever, ever have to be alone.